The following broadcast is brought to you by Sons of God International and Freedom Fellowship Church. Hello, and welcome to the prophetic voice of our time, where we focus on the voice of prophecy, which is the testimony of Jesus Christ. Our host, Christina Sasso, is a senior pastor at Freedom Fellowship Church. Let's hear what she has to say to the body of Christ. God bless you for tuning in. Hello. This is Christina Sasso of Freedom Fellowship Church and Sons of God International, and you are listening to the prophetic voice of our time. Glory to God! Political revival is here in the United States of America that will impact the whole world. First of all, I would like to thank you, my dear brothers and sisters in Christ, for following the prophetic instruction contained in the prophecy that if the people of God will unite and will not engage in political arguments, divisiveness, or hatred, and will vote for righteousness, that we will experience political revival here in the United States of America. And this is important. At the same time, the transfer of wealth, influence, and affluence will manifest to those that are righteous and faithful in the body of Christ. It is important that we should remember that this is one of those times, thank God, that the people of God united and we have become the largest voting block in the country. No color, no denomination barrier, that Jesus became our unifying force and our language is love. And now, as our new president-elect is calling for unity and the body of Christ is already united, you watch, my dear brothers and sisters, of the greater things ahead. Keep in mind, your future is a lot greater, more prosperous, better than your past. The one thing that we need to do is to let go and forgive and let us be a part of the healing of the nation. In Proverbs 24, verse 17 says, Do not gloat when your enemy falls. When he stumbles, do not let your heart rejoice. Even Jesus said in Luke chapter 10, verse 20, when the disciples came back and, uh, and they found out that they can raise the dead, they can heal the sick, even the demons obeyed them. In Luke chapter 10, verse 20, Jesus said, However, do not rejoice that the Spirit submit to you but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. In 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 6 says, Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. Psalm 34, 15, The eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are attentive to their cry. It is important for us to be grateful, to be thankful that God is a merciful God, that he gave this country an opportunity. And I'm going to discuss more about what to expect, and you need to prepare, just like I have been preparing Freedom Fellowship Church and the connections that we have in other parts of the world. I've been telling them and sharing them. So now that the Great manifestations, manifestations so awesome is already here. We don't need to wait for them. All we need to do is to be ready for them. And also don't forget 
to register for the prophetic gathering of the saints on December 31st, which will be held at Hilton Garden Inn Hotel on I-810 at the Rim here in San Antonio. The registration fee for that event to pay for your food and the venue is $60 and the attire is formal. It will start at 6.30 in the evening and probably dinner will be served at about 7 or 7.30. You don't want to miss this important event, okay? So the condition of the political revival in this country was the people of God has to unite and if we vote for righteousness. So we voted as Christians first and we voted as Americans second, which is good. And I want you to understand and remind yourself that God has a greater plan for United States of America and the glory of the United States of America is about ready to be revealed for the whole world. And at the same time, the body of Christ will begin to emerge as a powerful and influential church. The nameless, faceless people that have cleaned themselves and are faithful and righteous before a holy God they are now in position, and we continue to increase in number for the transfer of wealth, influence, and affluence. And I want to read to you Daniel chapter 4, verse 17. I read it to the congregation before the election. It's an NIV. It's about the dream of King Nebuchadnezzar. But I want you to look at who God is and how powerful he is. He's still on the throne. In Daniel chapter 4, verse 17, it says, The decision is announced by messengers. The Holy One declare the verdict, so that the living may know that the Most High is sovereign over the kingdoms of men and gives them to anyone He wishes and sets over them the lowliest of men. See that? The Most High God is sovereign over the kingdoms of men. He is still on the throne. Every time I meditate on the prophecies God released for the body of Christ, for this nation, the prophecies he personally gave me, my head swims all the time. If I do not receive these prophecies by faith, I will not be able to contain and even remember the instructions contained in those prophecies. They're just too good. They're heavenly things. So things that are of the spirit are spiritually discerned. This is the reason why I will be sharing things with you on November 19th. And our address is at 8419 Callahan Road off I-810. So I offer this conference as my seed to the state of Texas and a love offering to God. So, but seating is limited, okay? So you have to register ASAP at SOGMI.org. It's going to be awesome. So... I want to repeat this prophecy again to you because it is really part of the transfer of wealth. Remember the prophecy, what the Lord says. When the political revival will manifest, and it will be for everyone, for the whole world to see, and they will not be able to explain how it happened. And nobody can claim anything that this is the move of God. And they're going to find out and they're going to realize it's the Christian who have become influential in the church. See, a part of our blessing is whatever we place our hands to, it shall prosper, according to the book of Deuteronomy. So we should not touch any unclean things, because they will prosper. 
So let us focus on the good things, on the godly things, so that they will also prosper. So one morning at about 3.57 in the morning, the Lord woke me up and he started talking to me about his plan for this season. He gave me specific instruction. One of the instructions is this. He told me, Christina, do not limit me. Walk into every open door of opportunities I open for you. And specifically, believe. Do not lean on your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge me, and I shall direct your path. When God emphasized and told me that, not to lean on my own understanding, it means that a lot of things that he will open up or give me a revelation is something that I have not encountered before or I have not done before, and it's not good on the flesh. That I will not be able to pick ways and means how God will answer my prayer. So I went, and I still go through all the doors of opportunities that he's opening without asking any question or complaining. And I'm still walking through all those open doors, and it's really changing me. I share this with the body of Christ at Freedom Fellowship Church so that they can claim this prophecy for themselves and so that they can follow instruction. After all, we are all a part of the body of Christ. Since that time, I have experienced so many things in which some of them are hard on the flesh, but my faith is getting built up, and God is pleased, and He continues to open doors of opportunities for me, for the congregation, for those people who believed, for my entire family. So anyone who meditate on this promise, this is big. I am experiencing such anointing and understanding on the plan of God. And I am going to speak to you more about this election. Do you know that God spoke to me about this in 2000? Yes, he started revealing things to me in the year 1999 and 2000. And I'm going to share that with you at the conference. Thank you, Lord. I am going to delve more on prophecies until the November 19th prophetic conference so that I can prepare those who are attending and at the same time sharing this with you, our listeners. Whomsoever who believe and follow the instruction contained in the prophecies will be blessed beyond measure. And the one thing that you need to understand about the nature of our God, even if the prophecy is a correction, or shall we say judgment, his motivation is always love. He is a merciful God, and he always provides a way out of any given situations that a lot of times we cause ourselves. He is ready to forgive. He is so loving. So let us go back to the prophetic dream of King Nebuchadnezzar. In Daniel chapter 4, verse 19, starting with verse 19, it says, then Daniel, also called Belteshazzar, was greatly perplexed for a time, and his thoughts terrified him. So the king said, Belteshazzar, do not let the dream or its meaning alarm you. Belteshazzar answered, My lord, if only the dream applied to your enemies and its meaning to your adversaries. The tree you saw, which grew large and strong, with its top touching the sky, visible to the whole earth, with beautiful leaves and abundant fruit, providing food for all, giving shelter to the beasts of the field, and having nesting places in its branches for the birds of the air, you, O king, are that tree. 
You have become great and strong. Your greatness has grown until it reaches the sky, and your dominion extends the distant parts of the earth. Down to verse 24. I'm reading from Daniel chapter 4. Now we're in verse 24. This is the interpretation, O king, and this is the decree the Most High has issued against my Lord, the king. You will be driven away from people and will live with the wild animals. You will eat grass like cattle and be drenched with the dew of heaven. Seven times will pass by for you. This is the condition until you acknowledge that the most high is sovereign over the kingdoms of men and gives them to anyone he wishes. The command to leave the stump of the tree with its roots means that your kingdom will be restored to you when you acknowledge that heaven rules. Therefore, O king, be pleased to accept my advice. Renounce your sins by doing what is right and your wickedness by being kind to the oppressed. It may be that your prosperity will continue. Down to verse 33. Immediately, what had been said about Nebuchadnezzar was fulfilled. He was driven away from the people and ate grass like cattle. His body was drenched with the dew of heaven until his hair grew like the feathers of an eagle and his nails like the claws of a bird. At the end of that time, I, Nebuchadnezzar, raised my eye toward heaven, and my sanity was restored. Then I praised the Most High. I honored and glorified Him who lives forever. His dominion is an eternal dominion. His kingdom endures from generation to generation. Down to verse 36. At the same time that my sanity was restored, my honor and splendor were returned to me for the glory of my kingdom. My advisors and nobles sought me out, and I was restored to my throne and became even greater than before. This is important for us to realize. When God spoke about political revival, we were thinking, some of us were thinking that, okay, God is going to do this, God is going to do that, and we wanted God to do things or to manifest things based on our own understanding. But in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 27, it says that, again, God is going to shake the heavens and the earth, and anything that can be shaken will be shaken, so that the things of God shall remain. So the foundation of our political system and how it was controlled and manipulated by only few and the people of God, the American people, most of us have been overlooked and nothing is done, people are restless, and people are just barely making it. And when God said that there will be political revival, He's going to do something that we don't expect, that we cannot explain away, that nobody can take a credit, except it's going to be that God's people will be used by God corporately. So the world doesn't know what to do. So I just want you to realize that here in this earth, there are two kingdoms that are operating. The kingdom of the Most High God and the kingdom of the world. And remember, there is a scripture in Revelation, it says, For the kingdom of the world has now become the kingdom of our Lord and of Christ. And we are that Christ, the body of Christ. So this is the beginning of the many things that we have never witnessed before in the history of the church 
and in the history of this country, if you dare to believe. This is a move of God, so therefore, we cannot lean on our own understanding, but we have to allow the Holy Spirit to lead us, to give us an understanding, and to show us His plan. And we have to continue to ask God to increase our capacity to receive, our capacity to believe, and strength to obey. Those are important. And with Daniel chapter 4, God, if he is not merciful, if he is not a God of restoration, he could have just replaced King Nebuchadnezzar. He could just replace it. If God is going to, to ask me or ask you, you know, we can, we can provide a simple solution. But how can we provide a simple solution in this world wherein things are spiritual? God has to make the plans, and he always planned big. So by being merciful, since Nebuchadnezzar hardened his heart and he did not listen to Prophet Daniel to repent and to make the necessary correction, so he went through that. He went through the process. He ate grass like cattle. He lost his mind, actually. But as soon as he acknowledged God, his sanity was restored back to him. And at the same time, his kingdom was restored back to him. Who can better preach the gospel of good news than a king who has authority and who has such a podium? But with us, we would want God to kill Nebuchadnezzar and replace him with the righteous one. So neat and so tidy. But God has a perfect plan. His ways are excellent and perfect, and they are bigger. And so is God's plan upon your life. We just entered a season of harvest for the church. This is the most awesome year. Even though I worked hard, even though I have schedules upon schedules of the things that needs to be done, even though my spirit is so excited because God has been showing me this for many, many years now, and they're finally coming to pass. See, what is God telling you? I'm pretty sure all of you have received personal prophecies. They are word from God, and they will never proven false. I know that by just watching everything that is happening in this country and God gave me a glimpse, and he even made me a part of this great move. I am very, very grateful and humbled for that. So there is hope. Actually, there is such a greater hope for all of us in the body of Christ. This is the most exciting times. We are entering the most exciting times in the history of the church. And since we have never been this way before, we need to ask the Holy Spirit to guide us. Jesus promised us in John that when the Holy Spirit will come, he will guide us into all truth. And what else? He will tell us things to come. That's prophecy. He was going to give us a prophecy so that we have a heads up on what he's going to do so that we will not panic, so that we will not give into pressure so that we will look even our own challenges as opportunities to strengthen our faith, to bring forth the character, and to prove God's workings in us, in all of us. So I just wanted to encourage you.
if God had mercy on King Nebuchadnezzar so much more with us, his children, when he looks at you, he sees Jesus. He doesn't look at your fault because Jesus paid for those faults and mistakes and he erased them. So when God the Father looks at you, he looks at the perfect man who is in Christ Jesus. So it is important for us to do this and to believe. And if you say, well, and it's just like, Christina, that is in the old covenant. Remember, I kept on telling you that anything that prophesy about the church, about the Messiah, those are universal truth. And the, the Old Testament also provide a glimpse of a loving and the perfect plan of God. That's universal. It shows the characteristics of our God. So keep that in mind. You have to, if it's too good to be true, you need to believe it and receive it by faith. Okay, let me give you a scripture in the New Testament so that you'll know. In Luke chapter 1, so that you will believe. In Luke chapter 1, starting with verse 5, it says, In the time of Herod, king of Judea, there was a priest named Zechariah who belonged to the priestly division of Abijah. His wife, Elizabeth, was also a descendant of Aaron. Both of them were upright in the sight of God, observing all the Lord's commandments and regulations blamelessly. But they had no children because Elizabeth was barren and they were both well along in years. Let's go down to verse 11. Then the angel of the Lord appeared to him standing at the right side of the altar of incense. When Zechariah saw him, he was startled and was gripped with fear. But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zechariah. Your prayer has been heard. Your wife, Elizabeth, will bear you a son, and you are to give him the name John. So it is important for us to note, here is Zechariah, who has been praying for him and his wife to have a son, a child. And all of a sudden, here it is, after many years, the angel appeared to him and said, your prayer has been heard. And said, your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you are to give him the name John. He will be a joy and delight to you, and many will rejoice because of his birth. What a prophecy! What an answered prayer! But down to verse 18, it says, Zechariah asked the angel, How can I be sure of this? I am an old man, and my wife is well along in years. The angel answered, I am Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God, and I have been sent to speak to you and to tell you this good news. And now you will be silent and unable to speak until the day this happens, because you did not believe my words, which will come true at their proper time. Here is Zechariah, a priest who knew the word. He was praying to have a child. And when God finally answered his prayer, because he was leaning to his own understanding, he was saying, the angel Gabriel appeared to him. He said, how can I be sure of this? I'm an old man and my wife is well along in years. He was operating in unbelief. Here we are, we, we're praying to God for something good. And when it finally happens, or when God confirm it, and then you don't believe many prophecies and many things. And as the plan of God unfolds for your life and for your future, 
They are too good. They are so good and they're so big and they're so grand that you need to exercise your faith to receive them. And then to meditate on them day and night and follow the simple instructions contained in those prophecies. Zechariah's instruction, you will call him John. It's as simple as that. He can do that. He's the father and he's a priest. So God knows your heart and let us know the heart of God. We will going to know the true heart of our God, to hear his voice, to do his perfect will for the great plan for your life to unfold. And I'm running out of time. So don't forget, you need to register for the December 31st Prophetic Gathering of the Saints. God bless you for tuning in. Call me if you have any question at 210-695-1630. And glory to God, the revival in United States of America is here. God bless you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. We all hope you were blessed by this message today. If you were, let us hear from you. If you wish to contact us or sow a seed, our phone number is 210-396-7891. And for Saturday's program, call us at 210-695-1630. Send all emails to sonsofgod at satx.rr.com and all letters to P.O. Box 1579, Lotus, Texas 78023. For more info, including service times and upcoming events, find us at www.sogmi.org. That's www.sogmi.org.